This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, September 29th, 2021. I'm Caleb Brown. When it comes to policy reform, politicians themselves have a pretty poor record. In Illinois, with its famed governor's mansion to prison pipeline, Matt Paprocki of the Illinois Policy Institute wants to train candidates. Is that a good idea? We spoke last month about the group's plans to train candidates that, if nothing else, will challenge otherwise safe incumbents. We at think tanks like to talk about policy. We have a lot of energy invested into a specific set of policies that we want uh, adopted. And when we hand our beautiful policy children over to politicians, they uh, rip them to shreds and rearrange them and uh, in some cases mangle them, in some cases alter them to the point that they don't do the thing that, that everybody agrees that we wanted the policy to do. So what does that mean to your effort to try to get people to actually jump into politics? So let me start by saying the problem we have in Illinois, and quite frankly, the problem that we have in this country, is that we talk an awful lot about choice and the importance of the democracy. But oftentimes, especially in major cities, we don't have that choice. Let me tell you a story first. Uh, this, this weekend, I was in a hotel uh, here in Orlando and with my kids. And I wake up in the morning and I go downstairs to get a newspaper. And I asked them, I said, do you have a local newspaper here? I said, no, we just have the New York Times. Right. And, you know, not that I'm saying uh, disparaging the New York Times. I read the New York Times. But what I like doing on vacation is I like going and reading what's happening in local news. Like what is what is happening in the lives of people who live in Orlando? Because that is very different from me who lives in Chicago. And I walked away and I was frustrated. Right. I didn't I didn't care about what was happening nationally. I cared about what was happening here. But this is the exact problem that we're having here in in Illinois is that 50% of all of our elections are uncontested. Meaning that when you go into the ballot box, you don't have a choice. You know, it's funny. We look at other countries and we think about places who don't live in a democracy. And we say, we look at, we say, how can they live in this world? We live in that world, right? Because a democracy means that you have to have a choice, that you have to have a reason to show up and go and vote. And then related to that, the number one thing a friend of mine who's an election expert told me, he said, one of the number one things that an incumbent politician wants, low name ID in his own district. Yes. Yeah. And the reason he wants low name ID in his own district is that he can go out and activate his people, yep. get them to come out to vote, and everybody else essentially pays no attention. Yes. And what a problem that is, especially for what we discuss as a representative democracy, is that you represent the people that you hold office to be. Well, what happens if you don't even have people that you represent, right? That the, that the game is so stacked that the day that you show up, you're the only person. You know, in a place like Illinois, we know the effects. It's, it's corruption. You know, we've had 891 convictions of public corruption in Illinois. That is one every week for 20 years straight. And so we think about including multiple governors. We're pretty good at sending governors over to prison. Yeah, we have a direct pipeline. You go from governor and then you go to prison within the next five years. It's a, it's a, a new program we're working on. But that's the issue is that when, when you don't actually have to represent your, the people inside of your constituencies. So Caleb, let me go back to your original question. And that was, we have these policy ideas and then lawmakers don't do anything with them. 
well, yeah, when they don't represent the people of their district, they won't do anything with them. And until we solve that problem, we will have these the, the, the exact same system being created. Because when you look in Illinois, our main issues, right, be it pension reform, 51% of the population supports pension reform. When you look at ethics reform, 89% of the population supports ethics reform. When you talk about balanced budget, 72% of Illinoisans support a balanced budget initiative. Yes, are these policy issues that we care about? Absolutely. Well, they won't get voted on unless you actually have elected officials who are held accountable for their districts. And, and importantly, if they, whether or not they feel accountable. That's right. Yes. And I think that's what's going to be really interesting. So we've started an initiative uh, where we will be recruiting for every single district throughout the state of Illinois. So half of these, these races that no longer never had anybody running they're going to be having people run against them in the general election. And I'm not talking about Republicans. I'm talking about independents, Democrats, libertarians, Republicans, all of the above, because that's what we need, right? What we need is, is ideas and concepts and people debating in an actual election where you have multiple choices. That's where you're going to have election or you're going to have accountability. So for a 501c3 engaged in recruiting candidates, what does that complicate things? It doesn't actually, you know, a 501c3 can completely do this work. You can tell people, if you care about this issue, go out and run. Now, there's a line that's drawn as far as electioneering. And what electioneering means is, are you getting them on the ballot? So once it gets to the point, you can talk to individuals about issues. You can engage them on things that, that they care about. And you can walk them all the way up to that line. Now, once they decide to run and they have to go get signatures, we're going to walk away. But even after they start running for office, I think these individuals are going to come back to the Illinois Policy Institute and hopefully all the different groups inside of this movement and get information and education so that when they're walking door to door, they're talking about our key issues because that's where the majority of the population is right now. So arming candidates with issues that are of importance to your organization yeah. and ideally, and as, as you pointed out, uh, are priorities for the average voter. What does that look like? What does that education look like? That involves bring them into our office. It involves showing them polling and showing how these how these issues that we care so much about actually the majority of the population agrees with. It's about messaging. You know, a lot of times we're talking about issues that they may care about, but we message it in a terrible way. I mean, I think oftentimes as far as free market ideas, we sell it like it's cancer. Right. We talk about these these public policy issues as if anybody has ever been convinced anything from seeing just charts, graphs or talking about these ideas. What I think we need to do is we need to fight for people, not against things. And that's where we're going to be helping these candidates is how do you talk about this from the human aspect? Because that's where our lives are really affected. Right. It's these lawmakers going down to their uh, down to Springfield or to Washington, D.C., and voting on bills that affect our lives. So let's talk about the people that that affects. Yeah, there, there are a lot of policy priorities of uh, people in the, the broad liberty movement mm -hmm. that don't get as much attention as the, I would argue, social media-driven issues, like, for example, critical race theory. That's right. As far as I'm concerned, uh, that is primarily a distraction from energy mm. that could be more productively put to something like school choice. Yeah, that's it's such a great point. And right now in America, 
we are in, from the liberty movement, we are in a moment of uh, temporary minority status. And the dangers of that is that once you sit in that position that you feel like you're in the minority, will you create a permanent minority mindset? So you bring up critical race theory, right? And what that means is we're fighting against things. No group, no movement has ever moved from minority to majority. Maybe not no group. There are groups that have done it, but very few from fighting against things, right? Quite frankly, Caleb, you and I don't even like hanging out with people who just talk about how much they hate everything, right? That's not somebody you want to engage with. But what you want is people who are saying, let me fight for people. And I think that's something that we can all take a message from. I think that's something that we can all learn from. And that's how we can expand our base. I'll say this is in a very different segment. You want to see something that's blown up in the last two years. Black Lives Matter. And if you go on Black Lives Matter, I will tell you, if you go on their mission statement, what you will not see is them saying, we are anti-police, we are anti-every other thing under the sun. Their first line is, is that we started because of the death, the unjust death of Trayvon Martin. What they're doing there is they're fighting for people. And they're talking about all the other people that they want to bring along with. This is not a conversation on whether or not we agree with Black Lives Matter. That's, that's not my point here. It is rather they expanded very, very rapidly from something that most people did not talk about to something that became very mainstream. And they did not do it by fighting against things. Now, they certainly fight against things, right? But their lead is always, who are we fighting for? And I think that's really important. So in, in terms of educating people who are to-be candidates, how do you help them understand not just the issues, but how to talk about them? That's right. First is telling stories and engaging with people, uh, asking people questions and finding out what affects their lives. You know, there is something really important as far as the political activity in our country about going door to door. Because what that is, is you're asking people, what affects your life? What, what bothers you and what scares you? There's a stat that uh, the Paul Simon Institute uh, uh, did a poll on several years ago. And the number is 51% of people who live in the state of Illinois would move if they could. Next question becomes why? It's because of taxes. It's because of corruption. Now, the, the great part about this, these are really solvable issues, right? Once we start digging it, changing the tax code, changing how we spend our money, that's just passing a couple laws. Solving corruption, it's actually having a democracy that works for the people. It is recruiting candidates. The solution is really, really simple. That's what we're going to be doing is how do you go educate people on the solution set to these people's concerns? Because you think about the point of when somebody says they're going to move from your state because of the negative consequences of a state government, that's despair. And honestly, it sucks. And the salience of that, particularly for Illinois, I know this is true in Kentucky as well, uh, where I live, um, how many people, what fraction of Illinois' population lives within 30 minutes of a state border. That's right. It's yeah, that's right. Huge. That's right. Yep. And it's easy. And you think about, you know, Kentucky, Ellen, I don't, wherever you live around the country, we make three major investments in our lives. It's with our family. It's with our friends. And it's with our community. You know, you really spend a lot of time and a lot of energy building these things up. The idea that you're going to move because your state passes bad laws that's unbelievable, right? To say, well, hey, my family, that means so much to me. My friends, my community. 
you know, there's a huge portion of what your actual happiness in life is tangled up in those things. And when you get to the point of despair that you say, these stupid laws are affecting my life this much. So that's why we're recruiting candidates. That's why we're getting people out there is that we can completely change this momentum, not just in Illinois. This is an issue we have as a country as a whole. Matt Paprocki is president of the Illinois Policy Institute. We spoke last month. Subscribe to the Cato Daily Podcast pretty much anywhere and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.